podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, I haven't really got an intro planned, so just cue the intro thing. That's the best intro we've ever done. <laughs> Not that we plan of anyway. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're well. Welcome to Grumpy Old Reds. And we've literally got the three Scrooges because everyone else has social lives and uh, you're left with us. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how you two ended up with me, man, but here you are. How's everyone in the chat doing? How's everyone feeling? Have temperatures come down from yesterday? Mine has not. Mine has not. And we're going to jump into it straight away. Good to see you. Good to see you, Stoney. Happy holidays to everyone. Good to see you, Craig, in there. Let's you filtering in. Evening, Henny. Hope you're well. Get your thoughts. Get your messages in. Chuck is still angry, man. I feel his anger from Australia. Good to see you, Sebastian. Good to see all of you Jordans in the house. Turbo J. Happy holidays, everyone. And Crypto, how are you, Scrooges? Oh, yeah, humbug. Gone on. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I mean, the 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 elephant in the room, probably apart from me, is, I guess, the referee. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. Are we going to kick off with the ref? Should we just get it well, out of the way? Let's maybe get it out of the way. Yeah. Just get it out of the way, maybe. We've got a can, I kick off, can I kick off by giving Matt D a shout out? You can. Um, he's, he's one of our. He's on one of our regular regulars, and uh, I met up. I met up with him by by chance, and he just happened to be sitting next to me. Can you believe the chances of that? <laughs> so he was really good. He's really good guy to know. He's a really good guy, and he travels up from south of Reading two and a half hours every match. Nice. And Reading is a shithole, man. No offense, but I used to live in Bracknell. <laughs> so yeah, well, he's, he, he's he's south of Reading in the posh bits. Oh, I can't, okay. I can't, to be fair, I can understand why you'd want to leave Reading every week. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. I don't know if that's on the chat, but yeah, Reading was crap, man. Like, I used to have to go there. Um, Vodafone's head office is there, isn't it? Just outside of it. And there's like nothing else there either. But there he is. There he is. Matt himself. Evening. Good to see you, mate, Matt. No offense about Reading, but man, growing up in Bracknell, what's an absolute dump that was. Reading actually is better than Bracknell. Uh, Maddox, thank you so much for the 13 months. All right, this is going to be a chilled out stream once we explode about the refs, right? Because the boys need a chance to get it off their system. And then, of course, we've got to cover off Newcastle and many, many other things. I would say Crypto is right about Marilla. Terrible in the air and move him to CDM or drop him. That is on our topic of agendas, Owen. I can promise you that. Same to you, Carol. I'm here tonight with a Plastic Man U fan. Say hi to Twist for me. <laughs> All right. Um, and and before we kick off, thank you, Nikki. Five months. Beautiful guy he is as well, man. Love Nikki. Uh, Reading a crap team. Best part about our promotion year was Reading getting relegated. Do you know how many times Reading has screwed us over? Especially where Forest felt like they were turning around corners and then we'd get Reading. I used to hate playing Reading. Anyway. Another team. 
<laughs> anyway, let's just move on and talk about the team that's causing us grief at the moment, and that's Bournemouth, man. I'm sick well, of I thought them. You were gonna say, I thought you were going to say the, refer- the refereeing team. <laughs> he's part of Bournemouth. If you look at their um, starting lineup, he's he's first on the team sheet. He is. But let's get out of the way. Garnant, kick us off. How yeah. do you think? I mean, aside from not giving us a penalty that they should have done, aside from sending off Bolly, which was... I mean, I'm not a Robbie Savage fan, but I was listening to 606 today, and he said it's the worst decision he's ever seen in football. <laughs> yeah, that shows you how... And you know what? It's annoying as well, right? The PGML, they have these rules and regs, and one of the most ridiculous things I've seen was the... Liverpool Tot- Tottenham game where they knew that it was wrong, but they said, "Oh, we, we can't bring it back now because it's in the rules." Well, s- screw that! If you've got something wrong, then you've already done something wrong. So you may as well do something wrong again to make it right. And I can't believe that everybody in football, everybody in football, says that that second yellow should not have been given. But they, but we can't appeal it, so we. On top of them making that 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 decision and ruining the game, they they're, they're perpetuating it by by now banning him for a game. How does that make sense? Why can't he been banned? Yeah, it's got one match ban, and they can't appeal it because yeah. it's a second yellow. Oh, well, yeah, they can't the ref. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the ref as well. I talked about Bolly. Okay. Well, you were yeah. talking about the ref, and then you jumped to Bolly. Yeah, so, no, I'm moving about. I'm moving. Keep up. All right, so you're talking about Bolly. Okay, okay. Yeah. So can somebody explain to me how when you've made a mistake, you can't put that mistake right just because in the rules it says you can't appeal it? That makes no sense to me. Why can't we look at it and say, yeah, that shouldn't have been given, so therefore we're going to take the ban away? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, does it? To say, no, it's still banned, even though it's wrong. We know it's wrong. It's still banned. That, that is blows my mind. As for the referee, what I don't get is that the most they ever get is like a week in the championship. For a start, that's not enough of a punishment. Secondly, when I, we were in the championship, we'd have games that were bloody important. Why should we have a ref that they're saying is substandard? Or why should a championship uh, team have a ref that has been told is substandard? No, it, that, what they should do, if anything, is ban him... Uh, suspend him from the game and make him go on a course to learn how to fucking referee. And then when they think he's good enough, then they can maybe give him another go. Not just send him to the championship for a week. That's not fair on anybody. And it's a, what it's done is it's made the game itself almost impossible to, to make any sort of judgments on because the game was literally taken away from us on the 20-something minute. People have said in the chat, about Murillo not being good in the air. I agree, he's not great in the air. I agree. But when you've got Bolly there next to you, you've got a bit of security. And the goals we conceded were, two of them, that I can remember, were in the air. And maybe if Bolly had been on the pitch, mm-hmm. yeah, we wouldn't have conceded those goals. Yeah, so the implications 100%. of what that guy did were massive. So mm-hmm. yes, whilst I agree that he's not the best in the world in the air, I still think he's got enough about him provided he's got somebody alongside him who is good in the air to make up for that deficit. You know, if you're marking in the box and and, and, and Murillo's got to mark a tall striker that's good in the air, it's obviously that wouldn't happen normally. Normally, it'd be Bolly that took that man. 
so you wouldn't see that deficiency so much. Anyway, that that's that's enough to be getting on with. Just back on to your thoughts on it, Crypto. I'm going to address a couple of the questions in the chat, but before I do, Matt, thank you so much for coming on yesterday. Thank you so much for the three months, bro. Appreciate it. And Stoney has been a member since the day he was born because it's been 14 months now. <laughs> yes, Stoney, appreciate it. There's some interesting questions being asked. So I think we just got to clarify a couple of things. Chris is saying we can appeal according to match of the day. So is there an echo on my mic? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, so, you're fine. It's fine. Okay. So that's Gary. Remember who Gary Lineker supports? Leicester. Remember that Leicester always want to be relevant towards Forest, right? So that's the thing there. He's chatting crap. You can't appeal a double yellow sending off. Because it's a yellow card. It's a yellow card, in effect. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you can't appeal it. If he was given a straight red, we could have appealed it. If he was given a straight red on the pitch, it would have gone to VAR. All these things is why I'm saying corruption. Corruption, corruption. It was e it was even suggested by one of the pundits they should have uh what they should have done to get out of the double yellow thing is they should have said they were looking at the Bournemouth player as a red card for the tackle, the ankle breaker that the Bournemouth player put in. Then they could have looked at it and said, Oh no, it's not, but also we can then because you know I've looked at it, because I've looked at it, we can actually rescind that yellow. That's what they could have done. And somebody suggested, and I thought, yeah, because to be honest. Yeah, you could look at that for a red. He went in over the top on his ankle. Yeah, why not? Just yeah, to get round it. A hundred percent can't be appealed. And and obviously watched the video today because I've already said that. You didn't watch <laughs> I, I know football, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm I impressed that you didn't rooms. watch it and also annoyed that you didn't watch it. Um watch okay. It. Huh? I did watch it. So you just stole my line then? No, I didn't, because I knew that already. He still stole it. I'm not allowed to say anything. I know because you might have said it in the past. I said it first, mate. I said it first. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. Right. That's this is the last yellow card question I take up. You cannot <laughs> appeal a yellow card. In fact, the only thing that can be done with yellow cards, even including VAR, is if they look on the pitch to upgrade it from a yellow to a red not downgrade it okay you can go up you can't go down yeah it's a bit like erections anyway that's <laughs> that makes no sense bit like chris wood bit like chris wood yeah that's that's what i was thinking about um all right crypto what's yours take on it i mean it's pretty obvious isn't it <clears throat> yeah so from from where we were set sat which was lower bridgeford next to the bournemouth fans um, which was quite far away from where the, the challenge happened. It, it was obvious there that he got the ball. I mean, we started clapping that it was a good tackle. Um, yeah. So for then him to get sent off, we were just kind of, we couldn't really understand it. And then the other one, uh, which we were really close to, was the potential red, uh, potential handball in the box. And again, the defender looked like he was about two foot inside the box. And then VAR said, we, we can't tell, so we're going to have to say that he was outside the box. And again, the people around me, they, they weren't necessarily angry. We were just thinking, like, how can this be? We were just lost for word, really, because they were both so clear um, that it was kind of unbelievable. So 
yeah, it was an awful, awful performance by the the ref. Really, really bad. I agree with Ant um, about Murillo, and I know I know I've said it a few times before. Um, so, Bolly is definitely the best header for me defensively. Um, Nia Carty is pretty good as well. Um, that's why, and I, I got ripped apart for it, but that's why I said last stream or the stream before, play play Murillo is almost like a CDM. So he's not actually focused on defending the ball because we lose a lot of goals to to crosses and set pieces. Or alternatively to that, if you play a five back, you can play in the middle and, and make those runs forward. But I completely agree with that. When Bolly goes off, it changes the the di dynamic of the team because he's he's by far our best header of the ball defensively. Um, just on just on the penalty thing. Just before I do, just quickly, Nikki and Carol, I've I've made you mods just because there's no other mods in there. So deal with the rabble, keep them in check. Um, crypto, on the penalty, please can you explain why they didn't use the cameras from the trend end to look directly at the line, which I could see with yeah. my perfect 2020 vision that he was definitely in the box. It, I mean, it, it, unbelievable. The amount of times we've had VAR decisions go against us where they've used 600 different angles. I mean, they could have come and asked me for an angle. I was filming most of it. You know, it, it was so obvious to see that to say we only have one angle so we can't confirm is is not good enough. I mean, this is this is the Premier League at the end of the day. If you're going to have VAR, then, then you need to make sure it's a, a proper system. Um, the excuse of, oh, we only have one camera angle is... is pretty poor to me i mean that that shouldn't be happening you know there's something like this could it, it could literally i don't want to say the word but it, it could relegate you you know the difference between three points zero points at the end of the season a decision like that could cost lots of people a lot of money multiple, multiple millions of pounds and also ruin ruin a you know a fan base's hopes and dreams and, and get a team relegated so to say that we can't confirm it because we only have one angle is is appalling really it's not not good enough yeah i want to look I, I was talking to our mate chris earlier from forest all over podcast and bless him he's feeling a little down and usually i'm the down one and he's the upbeat Happy Kuiper. I feel like the roles have reversed. Shout out to Chris. Make sure you're listening to their podcast. It's fantastic. Yeah. He argues more than Ant does. But I've said to him, I saw so many things yesterday that made me feel positive, made me feel happy, clappy, and made me feel and clip this. We're going to beat Newcastle and we're going to beat Man U. That's, that's how much I saw in that game yesterday. Right. I'm gonna let me just kick his off because I'm getting a little echo off in the fuck off his. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but um I just wanna I wanna talk about a few things because I want this to be positive, right? And um that change at half time blew my mind. It's been a long time since I've seen a manager in our dugout make a positive substitution when we're down to 10 men and we weren't even losing the game. And taking off Mangala and bringing on Callum Hudson-Odoi and putting Morgan Gibbs like slightly deeper, I thought it was just sheer genius, man. I mean, you could argue he fell on his sword because we lost. But what did you think of that substitution, man? And Chad, what did you think of it? I was, obviously, I was surprised. 
and like you, I was, it was like, ooh, ooh. You know, that was the kind of reaction. Okay, let's see. I mean, I was a little disappointed with Mangala going off because I think Mangala's been probably probably our best, if not one of our best players this season. Very consistent yeah. he's been, I think. So I was kind of disappointed he went off. Personally, I'd have taken somebody else yeah. off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a positive sign, wasn't it? And I and I feel I mean, I was surprised we paid a back four. I, I didn't like I know you liked the team when it came. I didn't like the team when I saw it. I didn't like it. What didn't you like? I, like, uh, I didn't like the shape, I didn't like the personnel. My, my the team I put up the other day is the team I would have picked. Obviously, that's why I did it. You just you're um, just arrogant, mate. You just gotta swallow <laughs> your pride a bit. It's no, like no, no, no. Had he played that team, we would have won comfortably. But you know, it's his first game. He's got to know. He doesn't know the players as well as me, obviously. So give you know, give a guy a chance. I'm not going to criticise him for it. Um, and it was, I think, intended to be a counter-attacking side, not a low-block side. That is the difference that people seem to have a problem with. They don't seem to understand the difference between the two. And there's a huge difference between the two. Um, and this Sorry, but the honest problem is I find it really difficult to, to look at that game and judge it or, you know, because of the sending off. It, it, it's not just the fact we're down to 10 men. It was the player they sent off. It makes such a difference to our defence in those circumstances and it just upset everything. So it's very difficult for me to, to you know, make a proper judgment on how well we played because we were 10 men with our, our, best, centra, our best heading defender. So it's, it's, it's a difficult one for me to judge, you know what I mean? When I came out, I felt that we were rubbish, but that's the immediate, you know, aftermath of just having a last-second goal scored against you. Mm. And uh, I, I, was, I, I met John, Bournemouth John, off beat the drop before and after the game. And he was kind of more positive about Forrest than I was, if I'm honest. You know, mm. um, obviously, he's looking at it through a different lens. Um. Mm. And yeah, I mean, the disappointment were the goals, obviously, you know. Um, but I thought it was okay. As I say, I'm, I know I'm blabbering. It's because I really find it difficult to judge that game, you know, because of what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just. Well, let's I, face it, it would have been a totally different game if Bolly hadn't been sent off. I think we'd all agree that it would have been a different game. So how can you judge the game we actually saw? If Crypto, if I'm being apart honest. Chris Wood, apart from Chris Wood, by the way, Matt D. The guy that was sitting next to me, one of the first things he said to me, Oh, I picked your team, man. So, although I nearly I nearly changed my mind when I saw Wood in it, ha, ha, <laughs> that's all I'll say, ah, look, I forgot what I was going to say, mate. You dickhead, sorry, man. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say something to crypto. Oh, I don't know. I'll say something. Crypto. What do you reckon to oh. Wood then, crypto? You know what? I think credit credit where credit's due. Chris Wood had a, a great game yesterday. My 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 question is, why was it because he thinks he's got a chance at you know uh, impressing the new manager? Was it because Nuno let him play in a better style? Did the formation suit him? Um, he yeah, he genuinely looked good. If he can be consistent like that, then prop props to him. He'd make a decent backup striker. I, I, I'm not going to... He's obviously not better than a one in in my eyes, but um, yeah. he stepped up yesterday. And to be fair, I thought Origi was doing okay until he had to get subbed off. 
Uh, I felt a yeah, bit bad for Rigi because he's he's hardly had any game time really. He comes on for yeah. 15, 20 minutes, but he's never really had a proper a proper game. So um, yeah, I mean Chris Wood was good yesterday. So uh, respects to him. I think the 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 main positives yesterday probably were the were the attack. I've just changed into as um, the main positives yesterday were the attack for me. Um, I mean within the first five minutes, I think we'd had two or three shots on goal. Chris Wood had had a shot. Uh, I think Alanga had had a shot. Obviously, Alanga scored a, a decent goal too. Um, for me, the man of the match was probably actually Morgan Gibbs-White. I thought he played really good uh, in, in, in the hole in the 10. Um, so, yeah, wow. for me, the, the, the positives were, were mainly the attack. And again, that's props to not just the team, but to, to Nuno for allowing us to play in a more attacking formation. Uh, the one thing I liked as well is that, you know, we, we went and got a second goal. I know, obviously, we, we ended up losing the match, but it was definitely a better performance overall. I just think, look, on Chris Wood, I praised him. I praised him wholeheartedly because I did say to you guys all last week, he will fit in the Nuno style. To be honest, to big up FFTV a little, I think a lot of the series we did on Nuno, there was signs of everything in that yesterday. Morgan Gibbs-White dropping into the eight, Chris Wood playing as that back-to-goal kind of striker, looking for the width, etc. We've got more of breakdown stuff coming up over the next week or two about Nuno that will give you more and more an idea of him. But I, I think... How can I say this? I still won't be convinced about Chris Wood until he does it in a run of games because we've yeah, seen fast ones before from him. Yeah. yeah he got pumped up for this game. Fair play to him. Got the goal. I still think the assist was the better. Assist. Yeah. 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 I thought that was better. His work rate for the assist was fantastic. And, yeah. and he won the ball. He won the ball. Chris even Wood, even tackled, the tackled defender, won the ball, went forward and laid it off. Perfect. And let's not forget the bit that made my jaw drop was when he nutmegged the Bournemouth defender in the first half. Yeah. And he looked fast. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I did say, I did say when, people were, when people were coming for me in the chat, when I put my team with him, I, mean, I, I did say, give him a chance in a Nuno system. You've seen him with a low block system, isolated. Let's see him where he's got a bit of support, you know, and let's see if he can do something. Yeah. And he played, played better. He's, he's got to stay consistent, though, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yes, yeah. 100%. He was good yesterday. I, I respect him for that. I just hope that it's not like a one-off where, you know, I've, I've, I've given this example before, but when we brought in all the defenders and Worrell and Yates had a really good match because they're obviously trying to play for their position. Yeah. I just hope he wasn't trying to play for his position because he knows it's a new manager, etc. If he plays like that every game, then then fair play to him. Um. The the big talking point, and a few in the chat is saying we've been Richie saying we've been linked to Saar, uh, the Wolves goalkeeper. I blamed well, Ez, are you there for a start? <laughs> yeah, test me out. How bad is the connection? Is it all right? Sounds all right. Six seconds. Oh, that's six seconds. Really bad. Six oh seconds. my god, that's awful. Fucking, that's awful. Okay, we'll say hi to Ez in the chat. Yeah, I'm we'll here. Say hi for six seconds. I say hi now just in anticipation oh good timing good timing but I want to talk about Turner as as 
What are your thoughts about Turner yesterday? I blame him for two of the goals. I'm sorry, I've watched them back, and he's not good enough, right? And also, his distribution is so slow that Ez's connection looks quick next <laughs> to his distribution, right? Why does he have to take 15, 20 seconds to move the ball, and then he just ends up punting it, and half the time it goes out of play, right? I'm, I've written Turner. I've got a cross next to Turner's name now. Yeah, I'm not happy about either goalkeeper. I don't. I haven't said over yet. Vacadimus, yeah. I've got a question mark next to, right? So I'd be prepared <laughs> to put Vacadimus in. But Ez, what do we do with this goalkeeper situation over? We, I think we got to address it. We definitely have to address it. I'm not confident with either goalkeeper i'm just going to keep talking you can keep pointing i'm going to keep talking right i'm just gonna uh i'm not happy with either goalkeeper and you, you're right everything you've just said about turner is what i'm feeling about him he doesn't fill me with any sort of confidence whatsoever um <clears throat> if you have to i'd give black demas another chance I, I can't say all the goals that he conceded in those in that run of games that he had I can't blame him for any of them, but at the same time, I can't think of any saves that he made in those games either that made me think that, okay, he's he's worth giving a run to. I think we do need a goalkeeper. Jose Sar sounds fantastic as an option, um, but it's something we have to address because the distri distribution point of view, I agree, mate. How long is he taking to do what? To do what? To punt it long and then one ball that we seem to go for all the time is out to our right wing back position so yeah. it used to be to Ori now it's to now it seems to be to um uh, what's his name Nico which Williams, to be yeah. fair he's won a couple of headers nobody wins the second ball so what's no point in him winning that header I've never seen it go to anybody else so that tactic yeah. I, we, we've been employing pretty much all season I don't see it having worked at any stage um but that seems to be his only option when he's distributing it long. And it, yeah, amount of times he's kicked it out of play as well. So goalkeeper-wise, honestly, um, they have to address it. I don't think it was on the menu, but I think they have to address it. Neither of them are a number one goalkeeper. I think they're both number twos um, in both senses of the word. But yeah, address that in the, in the, in the January window. As a priority, I think, I don't know if any of you other guys agree that it's a priority, but we've all said we need a forward, we need a striker, um, which I still agree. I am a little less um, uh, worried now with um, AFCON. We, we're losing the one year anyway. Well, uh, is not going to be there, but I was a little less, I'm a little less uh, worried now because I've seen something in Chris Wood that he's bought out after two or three training sessions. Give him a bit more time. By the time we get to the Newcastle game, Nuno wouldn't have even had a full week's training with the guys with Christmas thrown into the middle of it. So um, it's way too early to judge. Uh, um, but there were definitely signs yesterday. And I'm not going to try and draw comparisons, but under a certain manager, I don't think going in no no at half time with 10 men, we'd be bringing on an attacking sub. So um, yeah. I think it was positive yesterday. Obviously, the result was gutting, but I see, saw so many options that he's brought to the table now, and that's after two training sessions. So, yeah, the future is bright. Over. Over and out, mate. Um, crypto. Crypto. The chat is saying a lot of them, some are saying Turner was at fault. Some are saying he couldn't save it. They were world-class headers, yeah? 
Where, where did you sit? Because from your end, did they go in your end or the trend end? Yeah, some of them did. Yeah, yeah. In fact, not all of them. All, all of them went in our end. Yeah. So for me, it, it it looks like a pretty simple mistake in the fact that he was stood too far off his line. If he'd just been stood a yard back or a foot mm -hmm. back, he, he would have been able to get his hand to it. Um, I, I probably don't blame them for all of them. Maybe maybe just one. But the, the thing that really annoyed me yesterday was his um, kicking. He kicked mm -hmm. the ball out of play two or three times. And what, what his kicks do is... So I, I was uh, immediately behind him. So what they do is they go up, high and right. But he starts the kick from the right-hand side of the penalty box. So if they go too far right, they just go out. And all that can do when they stay in is people head it back into midfield and usually lose the ball. So the kicking really needs to be worked on. I mean, it, it's it's almost got to the point where it's similar to when Morgan Gibbs-White was struggling on corners. We need like a goal-kicking coach. You know, it was it was a pretty poor performance. Um, don't forget, we have got a world-class keeper on the bench called uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. So he could always come on if, if needs be. Um, but yeah, we do also have Horvath. Uh, was it Horvath who was good in preseason? I think no, he, no, I think Shelby. Shelby. Shelby, sorry, yeah, Shelby. So, um, you know, there, there, there's options there. And, and like you say, we could bring in a, a new keeper. We do still need a new striker, though, because if, if he's going to carry on the same formation as yesterday, then he was almost playing a, a two-striker formation anyway. Mm. Um, so we need a backup striker regardless, even if uh, Wood, and, uh, Wood and Origi kind of took off and had a few good games. We still need a backup striker because he obviously wants to play attacking football, which is, which is great. And as, as referenced, making uh, the change to bring on Callum Hudson-Odoi at half-time was a positive step forward. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you want to say on the keeper, but I got a question about the defenders in a second. Gee, uh, very quickly on the keepers, I've said before that we've probably been a bit unfair on Vlakadimus. You know, we've not really seen enough of him. Yeah, I like um, people. People keep saying he's not made a mistake, but he's not saved anything either. And that's kind of I, I agree with that, but it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, out of the three, um. <clears throat> I would pick that. I don't think Turner should play for us again. It's not. I'm sorry. He's just not. You know, it's not just his is the goals he lets in. It's his kicking. It's his coming out for the ball. He's hesitant. Hesitant when the ball does go back to him. He doesn't know what to do with it. It's like a deer in the headlights. It's not a Premier League goalkeeper. And I think Crypto just said, you know, get a goal. Or it might have been as get a goalkeeping coach to help with his kicking. The guy's not a kid. You know, he's been around long enough. If he can't kick it now, he ain't gonna ever kick it. So I think we need to let Turner go for sure. Nuno was obviously a goalkeeper, so you'd assume he's fairly good at judging goalkeepers. I was surprised that Turner was in, really. In fact, yeah, shocked so when Turner was in, because I thought he must have seen his last few games and surely he's going to give the other guy a chance. We don't know what's happening in training, obviously. <clears throat> and I would be disappointed now if we didn't go for a goalkeeper in the window. We've got to get a better goalkeeper. You can't, you can't pin your hopes on it. I say I'm perhaps being a bit unfair on Vlakadimus because we've not seen enough of him. I'm prepared to give him now until you know middle of January to see if he can you know convince us that he's a number one goalkeeper. I don't even think Turner's good enough for number two though. That's the thing. It's that mm. bad. And I and yeah, I was yeah. quite pro when he came because I'd seen him a few times before and I th it's it, it was okay. You know it was okay. 
But having seen him now in the Premier League, no, not just no, just no. I mean, and it's a, such an important that. position as well. Such a, especially in the modern day game where they have to, you know, a lot of uh, attacks start from the defence. You play out of defence a lot more now. You need a goalkeeper that can at least do a simple pass and not get flustered, you know, and yeah. that's not Matt Turner, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not saying he had a stinker yesterday. I'm saying it's debatable whether or not he could have saved it. Let me and Twist always say, if a keeper gets more. a hand to the ball, he should save it, is kind of mine and well, Twist's rule on, on that well, one. I would say, yeah. But as that's just been mentioned here, this is the question I want to ask you. And uh, let me just find it. I've freaking lost it. Someone just said the defense. I think it was Matt D, actually. Yeah, it was. Uh, Black's been let down by a defense that go, that's got more holes in it than a sieve. Uh, just before I ask you the question, Red Dog saying you lot change your tune here constantly. Of course we do because we change it based on the evidence. Based that's on the game, yeah. Front. If you didn't change your mind, then that would be a bit weird. But anyway, anyway, I want to talk about the defense, right? Because Murillo's header was appalling for the second goal. Yeah. He just headed it upwards and not really outwards. I think Nia Kate needs to be scrutinized a little because he left too much space for me on that third goal. Doesn't pre Our backline doesn't come out and press the players when the cross comes in. You always seem to find that their attacker gets in between it. And Nia Kate tends to be a problem for me in that. And I, I just think. This is this is a problem we've had all season, and where crosses have killed us, man. Is you could yeah, argue absolutely. three crosses yesterday, and it's something I expect Nuno to address quickly. But it's plagued yeah. us all season. Now, yeah. it, the question again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be so repetitive, but again, I go back to Bolly being sent off. That performance yesterday would not have been the same had Bolly been there because he's a dominant centre half that heads the ball really well. Felipe the same. We had. Both yeah. our, in my opinion, our best two defenders for heading the ball out are Bolly and Felipe, and neither of them were in the side, and that makes a difference. I mean, yeah, take Van Dijk out Liverpool's, take Van Dijk out Liverpool's defense, and you see the difference. Yeah, but Bolly was on the pitch when the ball was crossed in against Spurs, and yeah, he can't um, be everywhere, can he? Yeah, you could always pick. I mean, you know, even Liverpool let goals in. You know what I mean? You know, but my, my point is, it's a so, systemic yeah. problem now, isn't it? Uh, the crossing yeah, it's is. Yeah, it's up to you to sort it out, mate. And I think you will sort it out. I tell you what, the, the biggest actual... thing would be. Sorry, sorry. Got you go on, and I'll, I'll shut up. I just want to ask you the actual question, right? <laughs> Are the defense good enough, or is it the um? What, what's the word? The training and the tactics being done with them because it's happening too many times. I, I'm not putting it on Nuno. He's been in two minutes. Yeah. But where's the, yeah. where's the issue here? Is it the players? Now, in my opinion, out there, people, don't shoot me. In my opinion, it's not the players. I think the players are good players. You know, if you look at those players individually, Neocarte is a good defender. Felipe is a good defender. Bolly's a good defender. Murillo's a good defender. You know, they're all good defenders. For my, they've been wrongly coached. Sorry, People, you know, they've been wrongly coached. They've been playing in a crappy five at the back, low block. Nobody knows what we're doing. Just like, oh, let's just pack it. Let's just pack as many players as we can behind the ball. And then, you know, hopefully we won't let a goal in. <clears throat> now we've got a manager that I believe is able to organise a defence properly. He'll pick the right players. He'll put them in the right positions and he'll coach them to play in that way. 
not yeah. just all stand behind the ball and hope it doesn't go in. So that's my belief. Obviously, yesterday is totally immaterial for reasons we've, we've said. So going forward, let's see if we've got a bit more structure in the defence. And also, something that Nuno really likes is a settled defence. We've not had a settled defence at all. It's been chopped that many times in both personnel and the style of play, if you can call it style of play, that many times. I, I can... We all know that in football, it's combinations. You know, you get strikers and wingers that play well together. You get midfielders that get used to each other. So they know where that player wants the ball and they'll put it there for him. Even more so in defence. You've got to know what your guy's going to do. Otherwise, it causes hesitancy. And when you're chopping and changing all the time, you don't build up those relationships, do you? So I think yeah. once we get a settled back three, back five, back four, whatever it may be, I think we'll improve a lot because they'll know that we've drilled and they'll know where to go and where their mate's going to be when they have to move forward and when they have to let the other guy. So that's my belief. So I'm not panicking yet. I think we've got the players. I get what you're saying, but I think it's getting to the stage where we do need to question maybe some of those players' ability. Crypto, I'm going to ask you about Marilla just before I do the legend. That is the lovely Simon F with the five pounds. Thank you so much, bro. We're not getting relegated. More confident than I was before. Five pounds for crypto. Never saying the word Horvath. And sorry, sorry, Simon. Yeah. Wrong, wrong keeper. <laughs> crypto. Let's talk about Murillo. We have all, not just on here, I would say a lot of the fan base have really hyped up Murillo. I think we saw a run against Palace and then we all got giddy because we saw one of our players actually take a team on and do it successfully. Yeah. But when we break it down as a defender, as a defender in the raw format of it, is he still too young to be chucked straight in for this long? Should we be playing him as you've had a few games experience, take him out the limelight, bring him back in, etc.? Or do you think as Ant is saying, leave him in and get a settled formation? Or are you going to go for option C and say chuck him in midfield? So, I think that the, the, the advantages of Murillo is that the best thing that he does is tackle. Now, argue, arguably, uh, as I said at the start of the stream, if you want someone who's going to stop the attackers from coming onto you, you either play them in a central three, which would then mean you have to play five back, which is not, not really my preferred formation, or you could play them in a, a CDM, which is not his natural position. Um, the thing that I think he lacks on is, is heading the ball away. He is also shorter than our other defenders. I know he's he's not really short. I think he's about five foot eleven, six foot. But Nierkati and Bali are pushing, you know, six foot four. Um, so there's a big difference when it comes to heading the ball out the box. And at the moment, we're struggling with balls into the box, with set pieces, etc. That I think we've got to prioritise. So yeah, potentially you could drop him for a game. Uh, and I mean, you know, that would be quite that would be quite interesting to drop Murillo and see how. Bolly and Neocarte or Bolly and Felipe perform as a, as a duo because we haven't really seen that for a while. Um, I mean, if you look at last season with Neocarte and Felipe, they, they were pretty solid at the back. So it's, yeah, it's a different tactical setup. So it'd be interesting to see what Nuno does. I think one thing we have got to say about yesterday's game, and, and not everyone will like it because you could argue that's what the defence should stop, but Solanke yesterday was properly on fire 
I mean, his vision to get to the ball is is kind of second to none. It's not very often that we're going to come up against teams who have um, a striker who's in that good a form. And yes, obviously the defence is there to try and stop that. But watching him yesterday, as I said, a few seats away from the goal, he was proper properly good yesterday. Um, so yeah, he, you know, it's it is tough to stop a stop an attack like that. But yeah, for me. I would either drop him for a game and see how Bolly and Felipe perform or potentially move him into midfield. But I know I know a lot of people uh, don't like that idea. I just and you're shaking your head at it. Are you saying Murillo stays in defense? I, you don't like the CDM thing, yeah? But are you saying he stays in defense or should he be rested? What I'm saying is that Murillo's in his entire career played 13 times for Corinthians and he's played 12 times in the hardest league in the world for Forest. That's his entire career. What are you expecting of him? Right? That's I'm not first, saying that. No, 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 saying no, I'm not getting at you. No, I'm just saying, I'm just laying, I'm just laying that out. Yeah. Let's give the guy a chance to breathe. I have no problems with him coming out of the team. I'm, no, none at all. Right? You know, if, if we've got Nierkate, Felipe and Bolly, brilliant. Not, not an issue. The CDM thing, the only reason I shake my head and say no on that is because the guy is played those few games in what is supposed to be his natural position. Give him a chance. You know, you, you started to now put the responsibility of a CDM in him. The responsibility of CDM is far more than a centre-back. I, I, I think he'd love that, though, because he loves yeah, running. I don't care what, I don't care what he loves. Uh, the first thing, I don't care what he loves. He plays for us. We pay his wages. He does what he's told. Right? I don't care what he loves. Okay, I'm sure yeah, that, you know. I'm, not, sure, I'm sure Warren would like to play centre forward. I, I don't care. Yeah, so I think Warren, Warren maybe, like maybe in training, well, maybe in training, they can try him out, see if he can do the job. But it's a totally different job to being a central defender. Totally different job. Do you know what I mean? It's like the difference between a winger and a, a centre forward. The different things. So I wouldn't be in a rush to stick him into our centre midfield in in the Premier League right now. I mean, played twelve games for us. But yeah. I have no objection. I understand people being a bit concerned about him. But what I was saying was maybe if he was in the centre of an established three, yeah, maybe yeah. you'd see him be a bit more calm. Because he's a brilliant tackler. He's a brilliant yeah, he's passer. Very, very he's, a, he's, he's a brilliant well. carrier of the ball. You know, yeah. the only thing that we're saying is his heading's not up to scratch. And I can't really disagree with that from what I've seen. Mm. But like I say, and, and you know, get the right people around him, and it makes it, it makes a difference, you know. And you just described there a perfect CDM. <laughs> it sounded like it. it sounded like you it, know, didn't it? You know, in the last but few minutes, yeah, we've, got a guy, we've got a guy called Sangari, you know, who's supposed yeah. to be a fairly decent CDM. Do you know what I mean? You're going to drop him and put no. Let's be real. Go on, what are you saying? I was going to say in the last few minutes of the match yesterday. It was Murillo again, who was running from the back line forward through the middle of the pitch, making passes, running around people. And I don't know, the crowd love it. And I know that doesn't mean anything. You know, the crowd don't choose the formation, but you can kind of see it. It looks to me like he could, you know, do well in that position. I Look, this, this is an interesting because I was just thinking in my head here, who has played these two roles? And uh, I was saying that Arsenal put Rice in defence a few weeks ago. I remember that Liverpool put, used to put Fabinho, I think in the COVID season, wasn't it, in defence uh, when they had Virgil out and the rest out. I can't think of many that have gone the other way around. 
from defense into midfield. I don't know if chat, can you come up with any names? You could, um, and I know Trent Alexander has done it as a fullback inverted into midfield. But I'm talking about center backs. Can anyone think? Because I think it's doable to go from a CDM to a defender, but to defend Ant here, has any, can anyone think of, okay, there we go, Lucky Robot straight in with a name. Laurent Blanc, yes, he did do it. One of the but, world's greatest players, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, is, is there any? Is there any that you can uh, think of? And uh, it's, it's okay. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason why you why what you've just said that you you see forwards going into central defence. You see, you know, Gary Birtles being one, obviously. You see central yeah. midfielders going into defence, and there's a reason why you see that, but you don't very often see it the other way. This is what I'm saying. It's a different position. Beckham Bauer, no, he was, he was, he was Stones has done it, but, but Pep kind of plays it slightly different, doesn't I mean, to be honest, I think Dino could play in uh, Man City's midfield and look good with all the other players around him, but Stones is a fair shout. Yeah, but, yeah, but, sorry, sorry, let me just, but Stones doesn't start in midfield, he starts as a central defender and goes into midfield. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay, everyone's giving world-class hey, names. Shevchenko. He does the same, doesn't he? Not Shevchenko. What do you mean? Zinchenko. He does the same. He starts as a left back and then goes into midfield. Here comes the Arsenal reference. Here comes the Arsenal oh, Fuck off. I didn't even mention Arsenal. I said Zinchenko. <laughs> he just did there. He just did there. Chuck ah! said, I'm not waking up my daughter's oh! presence so that I can watch FFTV. Uh, well, it is Christmas Day for you now, isn't it, Chucker? So we won't keep you too long, I promise. Um, okay. So, okay. Rodri, again, Rodri's... A midfielder, isn't it? Did he start? Yeah, not Rodgers, a midfielder. CDM. CDM. I'm talking the other way around, chat. From centre-backs to it. Don't give me the world-class names. Everyone knows a Beckham. Well, I and probably remembers Beckenbauer. And yeah, but Beckenbauer those... wasn't a central defender. He was He was a, a, um, a sweeper. He, wasn't, he was a libero. He wasn't a central defender. Okay, okay. Give another example. Let's say you play a five-back and you don't have a CDM. What about that? Not saying I would do that, just giving a diff an alternative solution. So Murillo, if he wanted to, could break through the midfield. I just can't we look, just improve Murillo as a central defender? Can't we just do that? Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. That it, it, but I think but, we're overcomplicating this, boys. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah, I think we are. I think it's a case of why are we trying to square round off square pegs, yeah. etc. Um, yeah, so, but we can't. We can't. We can't grow Murillo by four inches. He's never going to be the best at, at, at defensive headers. So maybe we sell so him what? now while Jamie Redknapp's hyped. So, so what? A lot of our goals that we're conceding are balls into the box or set pieces. Yeah. And that is Murillo's weakness. And we've seen it a no, lot. No, of no, 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 no. So, okay, let's move on. Basically, Crypto saying put him CDM and saying either drop him or develop or him. Or drop uh, him for one match to see. Yeah. That's that's the summary in a nutshell. Yeah, a lot a lot in the chat are saying Omar Bamadeli. I like mm. Omar Bamadeli, but I think we would have the same Murillo issue if we just chucked him straight in, especially into a team that's one in fourteen, as in one win in fourteen. I think it's too risky to put him in there. Omar Bamadeli, so, I think, is six foot three, six foot four as well. Though he's six three, yeah. The look, the other thing is, let's not forget. I think Simon F mentioned it earlier on. Maybe now this is clearer why we've brought Nino to come in. 
because he could come in in that space because it didn't make sense to me when we've got six million centre backs that we suddenly bring uh, Nino into the fold of it. It kind of reads to me that Warrell's gone, McKenna's gone. Um, maybe Bolly's. I can't remember how long Bolly's got left on his contract. I don't think it's that long left. Kiate's going, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So anyway, let's move off from the defense. Let's move off from the defense and let's talk about um, a bit about Newcastle because I. I said Nico shout out before we if because if we're going to move on, I'd just like to shout Nico Williams. I think he's been really good this last couple of games. That's yeah, really mm-hmm. good, Nico Williams. I, I think they targeted him to be honest. Hmm? He did well though. He did well. Him. Kept the ball, made some good tackles. Um, he's really, he's really good at turning his back on attackers and and just holding the ball and not losing it, which is which is quite important. If 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 some of the crosses he put in yesterday, yeah, it's good. It's good. He stepped up yeah. a lot. Attacking wise, I'm convinced on him. Defensively, still not so. You could argue he should have done better on the first goal, but instead he's of clearing, he's a wing back. You don't expect them to be able to defend. But this is my point. They targeted Nico Williams. There's so many cross-field balls going from right to left. But the problem is that Nino didn't play my fucking formation. If you'd have had three at the back, like I told him to, with Nico on the right, it wouldn't have been an issue because Bolly, or mind you, it would have been an issue because we got Bolly sent off. But imagine we didn't. Then the right-sided centre-back covers that. Not an issue. Mm. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. I, I still think we may see some tweaks. And this is what I don't talk about. Now, I said to Chris that I, and I told him to clip me, that we will beat Newcastle and we will be, beat Barchester United. I'm so convinced off the back of what I saw yesterday. If if Nuno got that much of a tune out of 10 men with us scoring two goals, you, you know, unlucky, poor defending, whatever. Yeah, call it what you want. What's he going to do with 11 men? Against the Newcastle team, we've got 10 injuries and they're chucking a bunch of kids on. Unfortunately, Bruno Gramera's hamstring held up, so he's not injured. I would have loved him to have been out. I don't care how horrible that sounds. I, But I am quietly confident that these are the games where Nuno is going to do the Nuno Ting, man. And I, I just, I don't know why. I'm not basing this on logic. Maybe it's because I've recently converted back into being a happy clapper, and I'm still not quite used to those um, you know, positive emotions, and maybe I've got to figure out how to table them a little. I've just got a feeling, right? And and Chris is like, "Shut up, man!" <laughs> it's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> we ain't good. We ain't, we can't defend." Am I alone in this feeling, or did I read too much into the game, crypto? I mean, yeah, it was it was a massive improvement. Um... He hasn't. He, the thing is, it, it's it's a tough for him because he's only going to have what two, three, three, maybe four training sessions before the Newcastle mm. match. But already, it's massive improvements. Like you said, I think he needs to find a settled team, and that that may not come by the Newcastle match. Um, but once he's got that settled team, he will. I think. I think he'll he'll do really well. Um, and I, I felt like yesterday the players had the belief in his system. To see people like Morgan Gibbs White give the give the performance like they did yesterday shows me that they they were happy playing under his style of football, which I personally think we we've missed uh, with the previous manager. Um, so whether we'll beat Newcastle or not, I don't know. But I I, I am also starting to feel like we kind of need to beat Newcastle because if Luton yeah. win, then we're in the relegation zone. 
Uh, when do Luton play? Is it Boxing Day? Is it? Um, well, I mean, if they win, we're literally in the relegation zone. So we we need to get three points out of that match. Um, so that I'm sure the players will be proper properly up for it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a tough. Because one. United, they've got a free yeah. win basically. I've just yeah. looked at that. Yeah, yeah they have got Sheffield United. That's what I mean. And they and Luton are an in, informed team at the moment. Um, Sheffield United, one of the one of the worst teams on the planet. I'm surprised they're not in League Two. Um, there he is, the, the, man, the, man, the man himself, who's always on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's, it's it's it must be so tough for Nuno because he's got a few training sessions, he's got a whole new team. I, I do want to, I, I don't want to go back to the keeper, but I just want to say one thing, and I, I don't want to call anyone out because you know they're they're my boy, but. I, I would have thought that a, a coach may have said to Nuno, don't start Turner, he's not in good form, start Black. And there's only a few coaches who have been kept on. So if you're watching this, don't come and kick my front door in, but maybe you should have given some uh, better advice to Nuno. Maybe you should go upstairs and just have a quiet word with him. Yeah, I might have to. I think you do need to, man. Don't <laughs> like... Seriously, so, so you would have thought that one, one of the people who, who had been kept on would have said, <laughs> uh, uh, J- Jimmy's still not over his trolling his uh, live stream the other day <laughs> anyway um, and what, what are you feeling on this Newcastle I know it's early days but do you feel we do need to now get something out of it because that would be 1 in 15 if we lose and then Jimmy will really have some ammunition against us and Sheffield not until, he's, not, until he's, not until he's at least equal Derby's record, he hasn't. <laughs> but what what what's your thoughts ahead of the Newcastle one? <laughs> oh, before you give your thoughts, sorry, I keep forgetting to say, right? Chat, don't embarrass us in front of a Sheffield fan, right? There's 300 of you in here and 66 likes, and so stop embarrassing us in front of of this guy, this guy, right? Chat. Carol and Nicky, you know what to do. Do what yeah. I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> so hit that like button. Hit that like button. Tried really hard to like Jimmy, says Simon. Oh, Jimmy's the bad guy. Jimmy the kid, Billy the kid in the chat. All right, and thoughts ahead of uh, of Newcastle? <laughs> well, first of all, I'd like to say <clears throat> I was really pleased. I, en- I actually enjoyed watching Morgan Gibbs-White on Saturday. Yeah. Um, that's the best I've... Best I can recall him seeing him play for quite some time. He looked really, you know, yeah. worthwhile. And he did one of his Cruyff, not Cruyff turns, what are they? Where he, anyway, he did one of his Cruyff turn type things that worked in the middle of the field. And I yeah. said to the guy, yeah, yeah. Said, that's where he should be doing it, yeah. in the middle of the field, when we're on it, not, you know, stupid I places. The all over the I said the polar opposite because he got lucky to have got fouled there. No, no, no. There must have no, been the, one. The, the twist, and it then he turned back one. on himself. Oh, okay, he, okay. He took it all away. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of praise as well coming from Anne, who hates Morgan Gibbs. It well. is. Trust me, it is. It is. Well, when it Wait, works, if you if you block it, when, <laughs> when it's in a safe position and it works, I got no problem. You know what I mean? Um, it's like somebody that's always shooting. If they score, you got no problem. If they keep shooting and missing, you start to get fed up, don't you? 
<laughs> and the corners were better. Let's let's say that as well. That's another thing. Right, you know the goal we scored from? The corner we scored from? I said to the lads with me, well, not, I didn't say it to them. I said it to, I pointed at the bloke who was standing on the edge of the six-yard box on the front post. And I said, Morgan, that's the one, look. Hit him in the face. Like, you know, like, Go on, he's the one you're going to hit. And of course, it went straight over goal. And they that's all brilliant, giggled brilliant. at me. Um, yeah. So is that, is that, is that somebody said, and it actually made a lot of sense when I thought about it. Maybe under Steve Cooper, he was told to always put it to the near post because he always did. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, he was definitely better all round. Yeah, As for Newcastle, first thing is I want Wolverine. Seeing he's, he's got this feeling, he's confident, all that. Well, I want to see if that comes to fruition on the predictor league. Let's see if he puts Forrest <laughs> down for a win on that. Okay. So, all right, giving it that. Let's see when the points matter. <laughs> what did you think to uh, Alanga? I'm still mixed with Alanga. I'm still mixed yeah, with Alanga. Still mixed. I went to buy a shirt today, but they don't have any letter ends. So, I came, came home with a blank shirt. I thought wait, you said Warrell. At least they didn't have M for mother. No, N I think you said N, N. N for N. nudist. Yeah, uh, I wanted a yeah, I wanted an Alanga shirt, but embarrassing. embarrassing. Well, you've got your physique's pretty similar to his, actually. From behind, you look pretty oh, similar. One insult, <laughs> one insult to Alanga. Alanga's probably not a six foot three, twenty two stone fat balding yeah. bloke, but you know. I'll, yeah, but he wishes he was. He wishes he was, mate. Yeah. Look Let good. Me look you. good in my leathers when I'm on my motorbike. We don't want to know about you in your leathers. We'll <laughs> leave that for another, for members only. Yeah, Carol. Yeah, Carol, I don't know. Cool. I don't know what the breakdown will be for this. I'm Sorry. not as confident as 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 um. Why? Is about. Why? Why? Because we've only won two away games in a season and a half. That's why. Not under yeah, Nuno. Like, Nuno's undefeated. Not under Nuno. He's I'm more confident than I would have been. And they have got a lot of injuries. And they have just lost yeah. Luton. But they're at home. And we sh we've been not very good away from home. I guess you could um, you could put it you could put it this way. We're probably we probably won't have a better chance than this to beat Newcastle. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, don't I'm not writing us off. You know, I'm not writing us off. Um, but I think that certainly stand more chance than like the likes of Sheffield United. I think they lost eight nil to Newcastle, so no wonder he's a bit worried about Newcastle. You can see a bit of PTSD kicks in. You know how it goes. <laughs> um, we losing eight nil, but they've had so many heavy defeats that it's you know it's hard hilarious. to sometimes you can be forgiven uh, for forgetting. I remember watching that match on Comedy Central. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Another one's gone in. Whoops! Um, so yeah, back to I'm you. Not, I'm not. I'm not overly confident, but I always hope. I always hope, and I think we've got a chance. But the problem is, like I say, we yeah, can't judge it. on the match just gone because of the circumstances. <laughs> we can't. We can't. Um, that's 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 just giving me a nightmare. Yeah, uh, I just, you know what I thought as well when Nathan said that. I was like, remember when Alango whipped his shirt off and then took his bra off? Man? Imagine crypto <laughs> taking his bra off. You should have seen me. In, and you saw me in my Wani shirt just there. Well, it's skin tight. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Andy Reid was like, I've not, I've not got over it yet, mate. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Andy, it's Andy really what we're going to do. We don't know what the side's going to be. We don't know what the formation's going to be. We don't know what players Newcastle have got available and what kind of uh, mood they're going to be in. I'm sorry, but I'm just being realistic. It's really difficult to judge this one. I know you're going on like feeling, but I'm trying to look at it from a footballing sense, and it's virtually impossible to predict, isn't it? It's not. We're going to win 3-1. We'll definitely beat Man United, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Man United are crap. This is we true. Will... This is true. No, let, let... Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to the most, which is an amazing thing to say considering where we've been, is the team sheet and the formation when yeah. we play Newcastle. Yeah. That that that's I actually look forward to it now to see what we're going to do rather than knowing what we're going to do. And failing it's, at it's it. Exciting, I'm looking yeah, forward it? to seeing what ideas he's got and whether we can actually put them into, you know, into practice. I think Nuno. I think Nuno has refreshed the. <laughs> I think Nuno has like refreshed the fan base. It's it's exciting again. I'm looking forward to the, to the matches. L listen, listen. Let me let me play you out my vision. Right, my vision. Okay, I already know the team sheet. Newcastle. I'm going to save it for tomorrow's video on the preview, so you'll have to tune in for that to watch it, right? But what I will tell you is after seeing what Nuno's done, I'm in Nuno's head now. Me and him had a chat earlier. We're, we're on the same level, and I like what he's going to do against Newcastle, okay? And I am telling you we are going to win 3-1, okay? I'll guarantee it. That will be the scoreline. I might even go as bold as to predict the goal scorers, but we won't do that just yet. And then we will beat Man U. We will beat them 1-0. And I will stick it so far up Twister's ass, man. Oh, my. Do you know how long I'm waiting for this victory over Manchester United? <laughs> then we're going to draw with Brentford. We'll smash Blackpool, right? And then we will draw with Arsenal. Maybe even beat them. And then we won't even be good then until we get to March the 16th, where everything has bedded in. And then that's when we've got a nice little run. We've got Luton, Fulham, Wolves. Unfortunately, we don't have Sheffield. Um, but we'll save that for the end of the season when we get to relegate them officially. Uh, to be honest, they'll probably be relegated before we get to do it. That would be the icing on the cake. But I am telling you, I know I'm going on crumbs here from yesterday. But there was so much good in there. And it's the positive mentality that Nuno has that I love. I love how he called out the defence yesterday. Said football yeah, is yeah, a game of contact. Yeah? If he's saying that to us <clears throat> in front of the cameras, he's giving them the riot act behind the scenes. And that's exactly what they need. Callum, I've been smoking nothing, man. Nothing. I, this is all coming from pure, objective, happy clapper thinking, right? I am telling you, you will all you can all clip this. You can all clip this. I've got it planned out. Yeah. Nuno is the man for now. <laughs> and I'm telling you, we're going to surprise a lot of people. We are going to surprise a lot of people because everyone has to. Most come of to all is. Yeah, yeah, everyone comes to an end. And this bad run we're on will come to an end. And I will use Bournemouth as the template. Now, Nuno is a better manager than Ariola. Right, 100%. It took Ariola nine games to start to get his identity showing and all this crap um, for Bournemouth. Nuno started to show us an identity within one game. Okay, it is going to happen. 
It is going to happen and it will start on Tuesday, whenever Boxing Day is. I guarantee you that defense will be razor sharp. Mm. And I guarantee you Newcastle won't know what's hit them. And I guarantee you we will even take the lead. Do you know what? Going as far as Europe. If Nuno had come in three months ago, Forest right now would be 10th pushing up the table. I'll tell you that much, right? But right now we are where we are. And this is what's going to happen. And I've that's just, exactly what's going to happen. I've just, had a, I've just had an, is it an epiphany? Is that the right word? Yeah, it's Newcastle, yeah. right? So who should score a hat-trick against Newcastle? Chris Wood. Jokers who tried to sell as a player who they thought was no good. Ha! But actually, he's going to get a hat-trick against them. That would be... That would be like a porno, man. Honestly, it would. That would be retribution for that 19 million pounds we spent. If it comes oh, to, be honest, to be honest, people, just for that match. scoring a 1 0 win would be good enough, wouldn't it? We don't need him to get an hat trick. 1 0 would be good enough with Chris Wood scoring. He's better, he's better than one goal, you know, at least an assist and one goal from now on. Every match. <laughs> he should know their team inside out. He really should, right? And let me just let me just run you the team that Newcastle lined up with yesterday against Luton, mm. right? So you got Debravka in goal, who's crap, yeah? Burn, he's just lanky. You got Shah, he's not going to score another screamer against us, impossible. Lascelles, he'll still have his forest. He's a red, right. he's a red, yeah. Exactly. And then Trippier, Trippier's been making mistakes left, right, and centre. He's tripping yeah. over his own feet right now, yeah? Pun intended. Yeah. Longshaft... I mean, he's just got, just got a long shaft. That's all he's got at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the skies. He's Yates, exactly. Bruno, he'll pull his hamstring on Tuesday. Uh, Miley is this new kid that's on, you know, they're all trying to big up and put their hopes, and he's done okay, but he will get scared of the Gary Baldy. And then you got Gordon, who's just a prick, right? Uh, and then Wilson, he's there. And then, uh, and then, what do they call Almiron? What's the what's, what's do they nickname? Miggy, 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 Blue Eyes, man. Nah, I'm telling you, right? We're gonna beat them. We're gonna beat them, and we're gonna beat them comfortably. And I've said yeah. my piece. You guys wait till the preview tomorrow because a if lot. That, more... If that was the if that was the team, that wouldn't be a particularly impressive team, if I'm honest. Thank you. I mean, it's nowhere near their first team, is it? So I'm not being disrespectful by saying that. That's not a particularly Fabulous team, is it? The one you just read out. And as I saying, um, Isaac will start over Wilson. I hope so, because well, Isaac's shy. He's worse. He's worse. He's, I know you like him, Wolfie, but I do. I've never, no. Uh, he's not on the same level as Chris Wood, is he? Let's put it that way. No, you know who he reminds me of? Seriously, Taiwo. It's like, I mean, like he falls over his own feet, but he gets goals. You know, it, that's what it reminds me of. I don't, I don't think Ant could have insured a Langer and Taiwo more if he tried tonight. I was going to say, man. So you're saying Taiwo's better than Isaac then, Isaac? Taiwo's the best striker in the in the league, especially now Haaland's okay. injured. He's pretty much first, isn't he? Yeah, fair, fair enough, mate. Yeah, also, so Taiwo's two weeks from being back fully fit, by the way. So It'll be fit just yeah. in time for AFCON. Brilliant. Yeah, then yeah. I get injured again. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's my piece on it. Chat, get your scores in on the Newcastle game, right? Do you agree with me? I, I mean, RJL, you, you, thank you. 
Thank you. Exactly. Take my advice. Put the money on them. Come for me if we lose, but share your winnings is all I'm going to say. Um, Wolverine, would you put a cheeky bid in for Solanke? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. Because one, according to Jace, is called Solanko. And secondly, I hate him. I hate Boring Mouth with every fiber in my body. The way they celebrated yesterday, you would think that they won two European Cups. Oh, yeah, wait, that be was us. Yeah, but beating Forest is equivalent to that. At the City yeah, Ground, especially. Them and Jimmy. You know, day out. Of, mm. Be nice. Say a big day out. Come on. I just hate, I just hate them, man. They're just like, and they're just... They're just so, uh, they, they didn't even sell half their tickets because I was sat in one of their seats. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Embarrassing. They're an embarrassing club. Even even Sheffield Wednesday sold their tickets out against Forest this season. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, to be fair, Sheffield Wednesday, a brilliant team. Probably, probably my second team. Yeah, and, and the biggest team in Sheffield as well. So the biggest you know, team yeah, in the whole yeah. of Yorkshire. <laughs> So anyway, um, and yeah, I, I just very quickly, just touching on the transfer window, we are being linked with some really good names, right? Jota being one of them. Now, don't get confused. It's not the Liverpool Jota. It's the El Tashio Jota with, with a really cool celebration. And I really like him. And there's been a couple of strikers linked as well. We'll have transfer videos probably starting from sometime next week no stoned roses get off the stonedness it's not the liverpool jutter next it's week. not the liverpool jutter look, it's Nuno. i hope it's, it's starting it's... next week because it's january next week <laughs> yeah bloody hell man how are we gonna fit everything in we will try we will try there's a lot to update you guys on but i want to end on a positive i'm gonna say 3-1 forest ben what are you saying uh, should do head and head and heart. No, heart, just give heart. you what you think. No heart, just give me okay. what you think. Because heart, uh, everybody wants to win five nil. Don't mean anything. Head. I mean, I was going to say sixty nine nil, but um, <laughs> head. I'm going to go two nil to Forest. Two nil Forest. Good head. Good. I've always thought you give good head, mate. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> and. Yeah, two nil Newcastle. I said I wanted to end on a positive. All right, I'll just re-repeat my scoreline then. Three one Forest, and I'm not even convinced Newcastle get that one right. I'm not even convinced. Now we were going to be doing a preview with Adam Pearson, our, our YouTubing Newcastle mate, who we met at the FCA's uh, when we went there. But um, there's just not enough turnaround time, so there'll be no fan on fan preview. It will just be no fan on fan action. <laughs> yeah, no fan on fan action. So I, I'm just <laughs> look, it's three nil or three one. If you guys are putting it on your accumulators or you are betting on the scoreline, I can't guarantee you three one or three nil. It will be one of them. That's all I'm saying. Right. Can we just right, let's end we... on the positive? Everyone enjoy your holidays tomorrow. We do still Merry have Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Video coming out tomorrow for the Newcastle preview. Then we've got the watch along. Remember, it's an early one, 12.30. So we'll be live for that. And then tomorrow. Tomorrow's huh? Christmas Day, isn't it? Yeah, but we're still doing videos, mate. We never you don't get You don't get a day off, Anne. I thought you said watch along. Sorry, I thought you said watch along. Can we, just, can we just finish on, because we need, obviously, FFTV always um, give their tactics for the manager to, to choose. So uh, Vlak Dimas needs to start in goal tomorrow, Nuno. We just needed to say that because then Black Demons will start and go. Not tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Great film.
uh, on Tuesday. Exactly. You're joking, aren't you? It's a great film. You're Dad, joking, yeah. aren't you? You are joking. You say Dad, with right, the wolves on the boat. Hey. All right. Listen. Listen. listen Am I right. thinking of the wrong one? All right. You two shut up. Shut up. Right. I want to end on a positive, right? It's coming towards the end of the year. We've had a massive year at FFTV. When I say we, I'm talking about all of us, including the chat, right? You guys have gone through some difficult times, some fun times. Um, it's been nothing but enjoyable to do this. It's knackering, but coming on live just to chat to you guys is absolutely what makes our day. So from all of us, from all of us, who do the stuff behind the scenes at FFTV or in front of the cameras, who whatever, we want to say a massive, massive thank you. And it is, as Ez says, FFTV's anniversary on the match against Newcastle. Hence another reason we are going to win. So thank you guys so much for another incredible year. We love you all. Keep this community going. It's with the community without the community, there's nothing, right? Nothing. And we love you for it. I don't know if you boys want to add any words from your end. Yeah, I, I, I second what Wolfie said. Apart from apart from Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'd like to. Uh, yeah, I mean, the chat for me are are just incredible. It's what makes it for me. I mean, how Wolfie does his individual videos without any chat there. I don't know because I'd find that really boring to do. Just listening to me talk. Like the videos but, are boring. Know, <laughs> no, they're not. No, you do, a great job, you do a great job. Um, but it, it's the guys in the chat that keep me keep me wanting to do more, keep me happy, and keep me keep me giggling as well. So thanks everybody for that. And uh, Julian, you're such a softy. You're such a softy. <laughs> you're such a softy, mate. Listen, importantly, tomorrow, uh, whether or not you're celebrating Christmas or not, make sure you spend it with your loved ones, apart from obviously when you watch the preview for the Newcastle game. We love you all. Enjoy the break. And uh, let's end on that. That soppy, happy, clappy line. You Reds. <laughs> you you Reds. Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.